All right, you're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 299. We are one away from 300. Draymond chokes out Rudy. Something smells fishy about Kelly Oubre and getting hit by a car. The Clippers ship is sinking, and nobody is hotter than the Houston Rockets right now. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, epic. So 299, Drew, one away from 300. Still haven't decided what we're going to do. <laughs> um, and it is epic, so 299, Drew. And I just thought, for the people that don't watch our videos, your boy Clips has a silent protest right now. I'm doing mm-hmm. my own silent Clipper protest. You guys know I was pretty vocal on the last show. But for the first time in probably 299 episodes, I am not wearing anything affiliated with the Los Angeles Clippers right now. I'm wearing a white melon hat. Shout out to Melon. They make the best hats on the market. <laughs> and a black tee. It's my silent protest, Drew, because I've had enough. Memphis was enough for me. And now I'm not going to start the show like I did last time talking about the Clippers. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. But Memphis was my last straw. There's a lot of things we want to talk about today, but I was thinking we could grab some stuff from the headlines because there's a lot of like drama going on right now. And I mean, the most talked about topic right now is our boy Draymond Green choking (laughs) out our guy, Rudy Gobert, who we were talking about on the last show, making fun of him, how not making fun of him, but saying how satisfying it is to watch Rudy get dunked on. And there is a small part of me that liked seeing Rudy get choked out. But on the other side of it, Drew, (laughs) <laughs> it's like I've seen this movie with Draymond so much, and it's just it's so extra to me now. And it's like every night this season, we're seeing the beef with Donovan Mitchell one night. Then we're seeing him go at Anthony Edwards. And now we're seeing the chokeout of Rudy Gobert, which is going to cost him five games, which is his longest suspension uh, he's ever had, which is crazy. Did you know that? That's the longest suspension. All of his other suspensions have only been for one game. Oh, look at that. I definitely thought he had a three-gamer in there for one of those nut, nut nut kicks that he had. No, it wasn't. Those were one-gamers. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the point right now. This is Here's some numbers for you guys. Uh, Green's been ejected from 19 games, and at the end of his five-game suspension, he, he will have been suspended for nine games total, which doesn't seem like a lot, right? Yeah. His career total for fines right now, is $2,231,780. This five-game suspension is going to cost him $769,000. Now, it is a drop in the bucket to NBA players, but I'm sure they don't like losing that money. Mm -hmm. Draymond, you know, Steph isn't playing. He's probably going to be out for one more game with his knee problems. Clay has been a shell of himself this season. And I don't know. I think this whole thing with Draymond and Gobert, it's been, this isn't something new. Like it was, it was, (laughs) this has been stemming since like 2017. There's been quick jabs, the all-star crying jabs that, that Draymond had with him. There's been some Twitter beefs with him, but what do you think about the choke, man? Because that was a, I mean, he went directly for homeboy's throw. (laughs) He really did. He really did. Um, Look, the, the beef, you're right, is not old between 
Draymond and name a player in the NBA. But in this instance, it's Rudy Gobert. The new beef is Clay and McDaniels. Clay Thompson, Jay McDaniels just getting into it right from the jump. Like a, a minute, minute 31 in, I think. So early into the game for it to be like that. So, so I don't know what that is about. But something was obviously done or said very quickly. We saw the interaction, right? They, they rewinded enough to you can see they're tussling just for a rebound. And they both kind of grab each other's jerseys. And I think Clay really thought he, he threw Jaden down, by the way. I thought Clay, mm-hmm. when he did the spin and toss and Jaden just like stood up and then did it right back to Clay. Uh, Clay was not ready for that. And so he What's wheels not? around and try. Uh, you can read his lips and he says, oh, fuck that. He, that's what he says after Jaden spin, you know, flips him around. So he's he's wheeling around. I think he's wheeling around to go to go for a big swing. I have to believe that he's coming out after that, at least attempting to land a punch after that. So Gobert jumps in the middle. Everyone kind of jumps into the scrum and then out of left field, because it really there was situation was not that dire. Draymond gets the 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 like it maybe the most textbook chokehold I've ever seen in sports. It was terrific. It was great right under the chin of, of Rudy Gobert, which is, uh, you know, kind of incredible in itself as Rudy is like seven foot three. So to get up high enough to get him in the chokehold and bring him down. I appreciated it. First and foremost, that's not what everyone's I'm sure expecting for me to say, but goddamn, that was entertaining. The problem, oh. of course, isn't that he got him in the chokehold. I truthfully don't think he would have even gotten suspended. He probably would have been ejected still. If he releases the chokehold as soon as Clay is released, as soon as Gobert is pulled from the situation, if if Draymond lets him go, maybe yes, maybe he gets ejected for that. But I don't even know if there's a a one, two, or three game suspension for that. The problem is he holds on for entirely too long. Nine seconds. Nine seconds. That's <laughs> that's so WWE long. territory. Like that's playing to the crowd. That's where you got him in one, and the other hand is up in the air, waving, egging the crowd on. That's some Triple H shit. I don't know WWE that well. That's the first guy that popped to my mind. But that is not <laughs> completely, completely unnecessary. And everything was over. And Gobert had his hands in the air. He did. Everyone was telling Draymond to stop, and he did not stop. So. It's because he's been dreaming about it, though, Drew. I think he's been waiting for the perfect opportunity. Yeah. saw his moment. So, look, obviously that part of it is so dumb. It's just so stupid and completely against everything that the Warriors needed in that game in that moment. Turned out that they almost pulled off an upset, really, there. Uh, They only lost by three, and and Pajemski, the rookie, leads them in scoring with 23 points. Turns out to be a, a nice game for that kid. Love him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get run now. He's going to get a lot of minutes now, mm-hmm. um, I think. And so, look, Draymond, I think we're right. Draymond and, and Gobert don't like each other. I don't I don't know too many guys in the NBA that are like, yeah, Gobert is my fucking homie. Don't, I don't hear that too often. No, you so don't. I think the list is long for guys that would have been interested in getting him in a chokehold. Uh, and so he did it. He gets ejected. Now he's suspended. And it really handcuffs the Warriors for the next couple games. As you mentioned already, Steph was out for this game. So the only thing that I can think about, there's two things when I get, when I get back into the emotionality of playing in a basketball game and something like that happens right off the jump, it's kind of like out of nowhere. He overreacted in protection of his teammate, right? That's part of the reason why, you know, I think Draymond will be beloved by his teammates is that he's never afraid to step up and do something, even if it's over the line in in protection of and in conjunction with his teammates. So that I have a lot of respect for. I have 
been ejected in in games in the past for doing similar things. Now I've never been able to chokehold anyone for nine seconds. I don't. I've never chokehold got anyone in a chokehold in a basketball game. But I have done some other things that uh, caused <laughs> that were caused for disciplinary action. So I appreciate that. And then the second thing is without Steph and with the Warriors kind of floundering right now, it could have been a thing that he tried to do to fire this fucking team up, right? And I think he just lost the plot and got you know got way into it as it happened, but. I can see him doing things like this to try and get a rise out of himself or the op- opposition to get the team fucking locked in, focused, and and like physically ready and you know trying harder. It, when I watch the Warriors clips, and we, you, you mentioned Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins as well, I don't know where they are right now. I think mm-hmm. Clay is actually trying pretty hard. It's just you know he's he's just not quite there. Wiggins, I feels like he's not there. Right, most games it really feels. Like he's not he's not the the guy that we saw be, you know, potentially the most valuable player on the court in a final series. Mm-hmm. So um look, the Warriors are in a weird spot. And on the last podcast, we were looking at it like, oh, it's going fine. It's going pretty good. Chris Paul's integrating well. You know, we knew that Clay and Wiggins were starting slow, uh, but now it just feels like something else is happening and they and they and they need to be woken up. Um, but look, part of the reason they have Chris Paul on the team, part of the reason that they even made the trade is because He's perfectly ready to start in absences of Steph Curry. So that is a really lovely thing that they have there. When Steph is out with the weird knee soreness or whatever sprain, whatever it is that he's got going on, they slide Chris Paul right into that lineup and they don't miss a beat. I still think they're going to be in a weird spot because I don't know who's going to step up outside of, you know, they they can slide Looney in the lineup, of course, but I don't know who else is going to step up while Draymond is out here. But as far as the antics go, man, I... I kind of, I'm kind of for it. Like I, you know, look, it it's stupid, it's childish, but man, I I saw something for the first time on Tuesday night. <laughs> and I, I can appreciate that, that. I just think that obviously part of the five game suspension comes off of the piggyback from all the antics that's always happened, from the Jordan Poole thing, from yeah. everything that's been leading up to this. Like it's just a lot. And you can also lead your team without being a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I get all that. But just just like what you said, yeah, that's nice that you have CP able there to run the show for a little bit. But when you when you have a shell of Clay Thompson and a shell of Andrew Wiggins and no Draymond Green, now you're relying on CP to bring these other guys up, which is a perfect opportunity for that rookie, for Kuminga, who we keep begging for to like make this jump into being the next Draymond Green or a better version of Draymond at some mm-hmm. point. But um, I'm just I'm just kind of over it. It just seems like he's out picking fights instead of playing basketball. Now it's like, why are you going at Anthony Edwards, who just cooked your whole team? Like, why are you going at Donovan Mitchell? Why are you going at the All Stars? You know, even the even the Defensive Player of the Year stuff. Like Draymond won it one year, and then Rudy wins it three of the next four years. You know, um, I just think that was the perfect opportunity. Draymond saw his opportunity to finally put this guy in a chokehold, and then Rudy who you kind of feel sorry for because he does put his hands up and doesn't want any of the beef. You know, he he has a quote that I'm going to read right now. Um, <clears throat> and then Carl Anthony Towns trying to be a tough guy too, which is also really, really funny. Without actually doing anything. Yeah. With doing nothing, just making a face, acting like he's going to do something. Right. Um, and honestly, on this podcast, which I decided, I, well, we can, but like I really wanted to, it's about time that we talk about Minnesota here soon because yeah. they are really nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Gobert... Uh, before he got on the flight to Phoenix after that game, he was quoted as saying, 
clown behavior, and I'm proud of myself for being the bigger man again and again. And yeah, he doesn't even deserve me putting my hands on him. My team needed me tonight. I did whatever I could to keep my cool and then show that I wasn't making the situation worse. And I do hope that the league is going to do what needs to be done because that's just clown behavior. So we're going to keep the tweets going and the quotes going. They don't see each other again until March 24th in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So that should be interesting as well. Look, I like Draymond. Everything (laughs) that you said is right. I would love a Draymond Green on my team, but it just Mm -hmm. at some point it feels like this is forced. It's not natural. It's just like, why, why? you, you know, you hard. If you got hard fouled, like you hard fouled Anthony Edwards, you would have said the same thing to him. Like, are you serious, bro? Like, relax. And, and Anthony Edwards, Ant is like, bro, nobody's worried about you, Draymond. Yeah, you know, nobody's worried about you, dude. So I would just rather Draymond focus on the strong points of the what he means to the basketball team and contributing to the basketball team than everything having to be this extra. I'm the fucking tough guy thing. Like, we get it, dude. We know you're that guy. But I, it's just played out to me. So I'm sorry to Warriors fans. It just is what it is. But I would I would love a Draymond Green on my team right now. Yeah. Yeah. Your team, you well, I mean, look, we could both use Draymond if we're being real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe your team more than mine at the moment. God, we're gonna have to talk about them at some point, but let's get the, let's get through a couple more things. Mm-hmm. Um Really weird Mark Jackson stuff this week. So the report comes out from Sports Illustrated that Mark Jackson is out as MSG broadcaster after Knicks bar him from the plane. This is the quote we hear. He's banned. They He's fired. He's banned. Something happened between Leon Rose and there's some old beef that happened with, a, with an assistant coach. I wish I knew more about this because I don't know what this is. But this is also like. Par for the course, Mark Jackson being one of my favorite players of all time, who I remember being one of the nicest guys of all time. Like, maybe Mark Jackson is a dick. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) But then I'm watching Mark Jackson on his own live yesterday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to peep it. He's going to come out and say something because I'm confused. I I, I don't know what happened. Was there an altercation? What is this old beef? Is is it basketball beef? Is Is it female beef? Is it like, what is this beef? And Mark Jackson comes on his live and he's like, look, I'm tired of the lies. I'm going to set everything straight here. What Mark Jackson said. So the role that the Knicks wanted with Mark Jackson was to fill in occasionally for Clyde Frazier and and announce Knicks games. And obviously he bleeds. He's from Brooklyn. Like he, you know, bleeds blue and orange. That's what he said. It's my dream to play for the Knicks. It was my dream to uh, announce for the Knicks. And And Mike, Mike Breen is the Knicks announcer. So it would be a reuniting of Breen and Mark Jackson again. It, you would think it'd be a perfect scenario because Mark Jackson deserves to be on the airwaves. So anyways, on his live, he comes out, he's like, look, I'm tired of these lies. So I'm going to set the record straight. I'd like to everybody to know that I didn't take the job, uh, a week ago. I had said that, you know what, it's not going to really work for me. I don't know where he lives right now, but like the time-wise, filling in on occasion, he's all it just wasn't the right time or place for me. So I decided to not do that job a week ago. And he's saying that they're coming out with this all this extra stuff. So I I honestly don't know who to believe, but to to say that 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 Mark Jackson is banned from like it sounds like a Dolan thing too, though, right? Like if this guy's the, he's been known to do this before, he's been known to do it to former Knicks players as well, but it just doesn't seem like Mark fits the profile for the guy you want to ban or kick off the bus or, or, or create some narrative. Like this guy's uh, toxic to the Knicks. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you were right in the last part. Like this really smells of Dolan, 
right? This is the guy that we know goes out of his way to ban people all the time. And and Charles Oakley being one, but like just fans, right? Like he bans fans. If you say something sideways to him and he catches Mm -hmm. you, he'll be like, okay, cool. You're never coming back to Madison Square Garden. So it smells a lot of Dolan. And I just, I'm, I'm very curious what, what it actually was. And it sounds like to me, there's a really good chance that uh, Mark Jackson didn't do anything based on what he shared and what you just relayed. There's a chance that he did nothing and that they just decided to spin this story this way for one reason or the other. But look, I'm not going to I'm not going to just flat out say that Mark Jackson is a liar, but I do think there is always a little bit more to anyone's story like this because because the Knicks released there was a press release on this. Something must have have happened, don't you think? Because like I just why would they just do this out of left field if nothing happened? That's the thing that I can't wrap my head around other than if there is something that Mark Jackson may have said to directly to James Dolan or about James Dolan in passing to others that may have been relayed back to him. That's the only thing I can think that's going on. This whole beef with an assistant coach, I don't know who that would be. Who the fuck would that be? I mean, I don't know. the whole Tibbs staff is all like good, good guys. Like, and I don't know why Mark Jackson would have a beef with any of them. And that just seems made up to me. So I, I, w- I need to know more. And it sounds like we're probably not going to get any more about this other than what has already been announced. But I just it's a missed opportunity. This is a slam dunk home run mm-hmm. like Mark Jackson backing up Clyde Frazier. And then eventually Clyde's getting up there, man. It's only, it's only got so many more years mm-hmm. of getting all dressed up and going to MSG for games. You know, uh, it would be a great handoff to Mark Jackson, a seasoned announcer in the NBA game. And say what you want about him, he's he's pretty good, right? You know, he's not. I think he's great. He's not my favorite, but look, he's he's really good at doing his job, and he knows how to do it. And he obviously has a soft spot for New York and the Knicks. So I don't know. It just seems like a complete missed opportunity, and I'm not shocked that the Knicks botched something else. You know, but I'm thinking it could also be something along the lines of like he said he was going to take the job, and you know what I mean. They made. Uh, arrangements for him to have this job and then he decides to back out on the job and then they're like oh. all right what well, you're gonna back out on us all right well guess what you're not allowed in the arena or not allowed on the plane or not allowed it could i also be don't that. know why mark jackson would want to back like what else is he doing right now right he's not he's not coaching he's not announcing like why why would he back out of that? i don't know i don't know that's why i just find it so weird it is it's strange it's but, strange. but on the other end though like they're he hasn't been able to get a coaching job in 10 years. There's the, all the talk about being blackballed from the warriors because of the church stuff and all this stuff. And maybe he's not the easiest guy to get along with. Maybe just a man of his convictions and like his process and it's his way or no way. You know what I mean? So maybe uh, it's like that. I don't think it's a huge, I don't care that much either. I just thought it was pretty odd. You know, you also, you get fired. It's just, it's, it's super strange. And I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I want to bring that up. Uh, another weird thing: Kelly Oubre getting mm. getting getting hit by a car. Supposedly, TMZ gets ring ring cam footage of him walking into his apartment. His apartment. He's got broken ribs. They're in the most like densely populated place in Philadelphia, but yet nobody saw Oubre. Nobody sees a car. You know, we have we have ring footage of him in his apartment, but we don't have fucking. Uh, you know, big brother footage on the streets of Philadelphia finding this car or Kelly Oubre. And I don't know who to believe. Everything's so <laughs> weird. Like, did Oubre, you and I were talking before the show, like, is this guy trying to be Matt Hoffman and like do whatever the hell they're, whatever tricks are on the BMX bike? 
is it a BMX bike or is it an electric bike? And why are you riding a bike, bro? Yeah. Like, what the hell? You're worth way too much money to be riding around town on a bike. I mean, I guess, I guess it's the it's it's the thing to do. I mean, Giannis did that. Well, Clay he's Thompson being, bikes to work. He's being eco friendly. He's he's, right? he's thinking about the environment. Maybe that maybe that apartment is right down the street from you Could know be. the facilities. Look, it was it's uh, first. How the fuck does TMZ get ring camera footage? I don't like, know. damn man, they is are that legal. Good. They are is, good. Is that they're, legal, bro? They're real good. I mean, look. It, if it if the only way for I that I believe for it to be legal is if Kelly Oubre himself sold him the fucking footage, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. which I don't see him doing that. Uh, and so I don't know how else they could possibly obtain that and not be sued or whatever. Right. Some some sort of repercussions for that. But man, they are everywhere. TMZ. I mean, kind of uh, very impressive, honestly. If they fucking hacked the ring camera to get that out and just said fuck it, we don't care about the ramifications. <laughs> like that's pretty fucking ballsy. Uh, but yeah, we see the ring camera footage and there's, there's certainly discrepancies about where exactly this event took place because it seems like there were no witnesses. What time was it at night when he was doing this? And, uh, look, I, I, it's so crazy. He has broken ribs and and if he got hit by a car, that's insane. Also, like you get hit by a car, you go home first, right? Like you get cracked ribs, you got smashed by a car and you're like, no, I'm going to take the bike back. I'll ride up the elevator walk walk into the you know walk in into the, into the house put the bike away and then maybe you know we'll call somebody look i smell uh, something fishy drew it does feel it feels a bit like like the bmx thing that, we, that you mentioned that we were talking about i the, i in the ring camera footage my first instinct was that looked like a fucking bmx bike right. but kelly uber six nine so he probably makes like mountain bikes look like bmx bikes but I had one of those when I was a kid. My brother had had handed it down to me. I was never very, I was too big for BMX, but that was like my bike that I rode around for a couple of years between the ages of like eight and 13, 11, somewhere in there. And uh, I can recognize a BMX bike. And, and and for those that know them, they're so little, they're tiny little bikes, the handlebars, the seats, low to the ground. And I was thinking to myself, you know, skateboarding's back in vogue. Right. Like little Wayne helped skateboarding become, uh, you know, even more popular. And it's, you know, not just white kids skating anymore. The whole world likes to skateboard. And maybe that has, you know, in Kelly Oubre's mind, brought him over to the BMX world somehow or another. And the I'm not going to accuse him of this. This is complete conjecture. And we are way out of the realm of anything that's being reported. We're just just grasping at straws here, frankly, just trying to figure this out. Maybe Kelly Uber is trying to pop some tricks, right? He's trying to do a little little handlebar spin. Maybe he's going to grind on a rail. He's going to grind on like a you know a little cement bench, and he slips and falls, slams his ribs in to the side of the thing. I'm not I'm not going to say that Kelly Ubre on this podcast is a, is in fact a BMX guy, and that that's what happened. But it just feels like something isn't being truthfully told here. Something's being withheld, right? Yeah, it feels the more you read into it and whatnot, it feels like he shouldn't be on a bicycle. <laughs> wow. He should be, and he maybe fell and broke his ribs. I did. Does that, does that have anything to do with your contract? Is there a stipulation right. within your contract? I mean, I, I brought up, you know, Jason Williams and the homie Bobby Hurley. Like, I don't think you were supposed to have motorcycles, right? Like you're not supposed to be on motorcycles. And what happens is you get in an accident and then, I mean, they got in severe accidents though, like big yeah. time problems. Um, 
but you're trying to cover up. That's why you don't go home. Or what right. is it? Does it have anything to do with the bike? Most of it, like, did you get in a fight? Did you right. get in? Like, did something else happen? And you just the first exactly. thing that comes to your mind is like, I have my bike with me. Uh, the I, you know, I got and dude, the the thing that's horrible about this is Kelly's hooping right yeah, now, playing really like, good, <laughs> playing. What a great pickup for Philly. Pretty. <laughs> this is the funny part, though. I love Pat Bev so much. I love him so much, and I'm so glad that he does a podcast. But Pat Bev said, you know, they were told what happened to Kelly and that he's ready to slide. They had a two game. They're like, we're going in the streets tomorrow. We're going to find this car. We're sliding tomorrow all <laughs> over. I need a description. I got I got the homies ready to go. We're going to find this car. We're on a back-to-back. Once the back-to-back's over, we got time. So Pat Bev is going to be in the streets looking for said car and whatnot. Unbelievable. It, and let's double down on what you said, too. Yeah. We're not saying that happened. I'm saying it just everything seems a little fishy. Sure. And Look, when you are in the realm of possibility, he could have been wearing a chain that he was riding around a bike with, and someone could have tried to run up and, and take a bat to his rib cage and steal the chain, right? It could have been something just as innocuous as him just getting from point A to point B, and then something happened, or someone tried to hit him with a car. You know, it could have been that for sure. But, but, but then, Drew, it's like, okay, we can get ring footage, but we can't get footage from the streets. Right. Where are the street cams? Where, and where's the, the convenience one? store cameras? Where are yeah. the ring cameras out in the, out in the world, out in the wild? Let me the see, let me see Ubre's big-ass body roll by the, the bodega on the corner, bro. Just let me see him riding a bike at some point so we Somewhere. know he's actually riding the bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. And, I, again, I, I feel bad for Ubre. I feel bad for the 76ers because Ubre has been doing so well for them. Right. Well, and the good news is that whatever it was that took place, whether you got hit by a car or whatever happened, it is only just some ribs. So he, he should be back, you know, definitely within the year and, and you know, relatively soon. It could have been a lot worse. And so that's th- we're thankful for that, of course. And the guy is balling. So, like, oh. you know, would love to see him return to the court. And I. Uh, dude, I, I by no way want to call into question whether or not this man is lying, by the way. We're we're poking some fun. We're having a little bit of fun here about what it could be because in years past, we've seen guys that have done something stupid try to cover it up with a story. That's all yes. we're trying to say. And we hope that's not the case for Kelly and that this is all above board and that he'll be back on the court as soon as possible. Stop riding bikes, guys. You're worth way too much money to be riding bikes around town. And Philly's not the safest place in the world either, okay? And I mean, you look... You look like a pro basketball player, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're 6'8 on a bike. Chill. Uber Eats, like in today's world, like there's no there's pretty much no reason you have to leave for anything, right? Like there's just literally no reason. He maybe he has to leave to go downstairs to the lobby to pick it up of his apartment building. That's maybe. about as far as you ever need to go for anything uh, other than you, if you have to go to practice, you got to go to the game. So, yeah, it's weird that he would be night riding for for no reason. Uh some other players, former NBA players, got what's coming to them. We got Big Baby and uh, Will Bynum got convicted finally of that 2021 trying to uh, defraud the players' health plan. They got what was coming for him. They got like $2 million in kickbacks. Terrence Williams, who got convicted of – he got 10 years in prison being the, the mastermind behind it, uh, doing fraudulent documents, getting a piece of every player that – was was forging these documents. He was getting a kickback from every one of the players. He got 10 years. But Will Bynum and Big Baby um, both got convicted. I think they're going to get jail time. I mean, they had a nice little thing going. This was kind of brilliant for Terrence Williams, like, but I think they just got a little too greedy. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shitty thing to do. And when it comes down to money, the government's always looking at you, bro. So <clears throat> – 
I just found it interesting because Big Baby hasn't made the best decisions out out of uh, playing basketball. And uh, I'm actually like, they, they deserve this, dude. You know what I mean? It's completely wrong. They knew what they were doing was wrong. Uh, it was explained to them by Terrence what the process was and with the fake doctors and the fake documents and just trying to milk the company that paid you millions of dollars to play a game that you were okay at. You know what I'm saying? None of these guys were phenomenal. Will Bynum was nice. Baby had his chip. And uh, Terrence Williams had about a two-year span there where he was phenomenal. But um, you get what you got coming to you, man. And I think they're going to get jail, jail time. You think if Terrence got 10 that these guys might get something? Or you think they could uh, get get out of it? Well, I think if you're if they're a part of any sort of orchestration, you know, I think they're in, they're in some serious trouble for for jail time. I don't know how how this all works. I mean, when when this all went down, we had my buddy uh, AJ, my my good friend and lawyer, come on and explain you know the different things uh, and the different you know facets of the case. But I don't know. I mean, look, ten, yeah. I in my head, if if Terrence got ten, these guys could easily get two, two, three. Four, right? Like, I don't know what the extent of what they did is, right? Like, how were they right next to Terrence, like calling everybody up and being like, all right, go to this doctor? Like, you know, how how much were they orchestrating this? No, I uh, think Terrence. So Terrence, Terrence was, was the guy that was doing everything. But I'm he, just saying, like, right. what parts did they play in helping that? And I think the, obviously the ones that are organizing it are going to get punished more than mm -hmm. just the one guy who who will still get punished. But if you only just filled out the claim once and you got your kickback and then you were done, you're not going to get as heavy. Of a, of a sentence for sure so we'll see uh hopefully they can avoid it but uh, you know if i'm ice cube i gotta be a little bit nervous right now because the big three is <laughs> that's will bynum and, and big baby davis uh both are players for the big three and i i would be a little nervous if they all you know because a lot of former nba guys in the big three so maybe they were trying to pull you know guys into that scheme from within Ice Cube's league. I who I don't know what the extent of this is and how many other guys are going to get caught up in this or have gotten caught up in this. But if I'm Ice Cube, I might be calling up uh some free agents uh, pretty soon just like getting them ready. Get get them get in the gym, you know? You yeah, maybe know don't let is. maybe don't let everybody come play for the big 3. You know, like vet a, a couple vetting, guys. A little vetting process. <laughs> um Drew, we I really don't want I really don't want to do this, but can we we got can we spend a little time on the Clippers right now? Mm -hmm. Just because just because I know a lot of our listeners are Clipper fans and yeah. uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but let's, your let's boys still a lot of time. Let's not. Let's spend moments on this. I'm We're zero and six. OK, we've lost six in a row. You're Memphis three and seven, won. three and seven on the season for for those that aren't aware. But you, yeah, you've lost six in a row. Three and seven. I'm still completely pissed off. I am so tired of hearing excuses. I don't want to listen to anybody talk about this. It's ugly. All of it is ugly. The Denver game was okay. It was you good. That I mean? was actually a pretty good game outside of Kawhi not being really able to hit. Paul George had a phenomenal game. James played pretty good. Like that was You know what? Really should have snaked that win honestly. <laughs> this is how I'm going to put it. I I know I've been ripping on Harden. It's this isn't all Harden, okay? I am mm. still more upset with our front office. That's that's really what this is all about. I miss Nico so much. I miss Rocco so much. These are the guys that we legit need on the basketball team. I, I would love Malcolm Brogdon to be on our team and, and have the rest of these guys. It's just not going to work. And at some point the, we're going to have to move somebody to the bench. I don't want it to be Russ. And look, 
Harden's saying all the right things. I think he's trying his best, Drew. But there's been these quotes to Harden's like, um, yeah, you know, I'm still trying to get into game shape. And I'm like, you should have been in game shape all what? summer when you didn't he know. He's definitely, you- he's definitely heavy right now. 100% yes. heavy. I don't know. I'm with you, bro. Like, I don't know. Why, why are you not at least jogging? Why are you not at least jogging in the offseason? Why are you not in game shape? The NBA season starts the same time every year. Don't tell me that stuff. And I understand that things take time. Process takes time, especially when you have four Hall of Famers, right? You got four guys that are all trying to figure this out. And a lot of this has to be on Ty Lue at some point, too. We've been giving Ty Lue a pass. You know, he's a great coach, all of this stuff. But you know what? Nah, this is where coaches need to figure this stuff out. Like, we are legit way too small and way too old and way too slow right now. So we got to figure out the rotations. I'm going to give it a couple more games. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm already on the ledge. We have Houston coming up Friday, who's been playing awesome. That, you know, I, I said in the beginning of the year, I like Houston. I think they're going to be just fine, but they are young. They got young legs and and we we need to get a victory. Like it is so important to get a victory right now. But I, w- I want to read a couple quotes um, from PG. And this was our boy, Chris Haynes. Uh, We're all honoring this adjustment. We have we have to sacrifice it. We understand it. Simple as that. No one is going against that. Nobody is frustrated about it. We know what we have. There's one. One ball and there's four good motherfuckers and we understand that and embrace it. We want to make each other better. I don't think one person is complaining one bit about it. And I think that's bullshit, Paul, because I've, I've, I've seen the way that Kawhi has been looking at Zubak, who's trying his best to play with all these people. I read that James had wanted Zubak to stay after practice the other day to work on these pick and rolls, which we brought up the slip pass and all that. And Zubak has been very open to it. And I think Zubak is an underrated big man. We're going to find a scapegoat. Clipper Nation's finding the scapegoat and it's, and it's Zubak. Um, Harden, who is 0-5 with his new team, shared his thought process, the Bleacher Report. Just communication. This is a quote. And making sure I'm doing my part with preparation and knowing where, uh, we're trying to get on both sides of the ball. I've played a handful of games and obviously we're not winning, but I'm off the ball more than I've ever been in, in a long time. And I'm just trying to find a balance between that and getting more pick and rolls. So I like where his head's at. I love, I like where the process is at. We're still lacking on defense. We're still um, uh, undersized and rebounding. And I think there's a lot of effort that's not being involved right now. For whatever reason, we've pushed Bones Highland to the bench. Ty Lue has come out and said, oh, Bones is out of the rotation. Why? Why is Bones out of the rotation? What did Bones do? I, everything that I saw from Bones in preseason in the first three games looked like Bones was going to be the, 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 set, the sixth, seventh guy off the bench. Why has he lost his role? And then I, we, we brought it up on our show a couple weeks ago. I said the Clippers were going to go out after Daniel Tice. They did. We're going to sign Daniel Tyson to buyout, which is great. It's a nice Band-Aid, right? I'm fine with the pickup. We're being proactive with getting another big in there. And Tice is serviceable. I don't mind Tice. Zubog needs some help down there. And maybe Tice will be better with the pick and roll and whatnot. It's still not enough, man. I'm looking at Dallas. I'm looking at Phoenix. I'm looking at the Lakers. I'm looking at Denver. I'm looking at OKC. I'm looking at all these other teams that are they're just better than us. And I don't know when... It's just going to switch, right? It's just going to switch one day and harden and everything's just going to work. I see the body language from Kawhi and Kawhi does not look happy. Russell Westbrook does not look happy. 
They can they can say all they want. They look. I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm scared. I'm nervous, and um, that's pretty much all I got on that, Drew. Did I do, did I cover it enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, all valid, all valid feelings from you at the moment. And as I've been, you know, watching this unfold, it goes back to like what I was talking about when we first brought up the notion that James Harden would eventually become a Clipper and that my first reaction is that Russell Westbrook needs to be in that trade. Uh, and I just feel like we need to repeat that on this show because it can get lost when we, as we're, as we're living in it, but it never made sense to have both Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same team together with the rest of the team that you had. And now having to give up that huge, you know, wing depth, it's showing up. PJ Tucker, honestly, in that Denver game, probably his best game as a Clipper. Defended really well, uh, made a couple corner threes. That was that was great. And I literally think literally all we ask of him. That's it. I think I think Ty Lu pulled him too fast. I think he was really feeling. I think he was doing a great job, and he pulled PJ, and then also didn't put in Zub, and then the rebounds, you know, got a little out of out of hand. Um. I just don't I don't understand and I and I still don't think it will ever work with Harden and Westbrook together. I think there's a way to make it work with those guys rotating with Paul George and Kawhi, but it in but those it moments was working with PG and Kawhi well, and Westbrook and Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Why would we get rid of Look, I don't think I'm I again, I'm so adamant about this. Russell Westbrook does not deserve to get traded. Okay? This guy sacrificed I, for us to be here. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I yeah, totally no, get what you're saying. I agree with you. I I still would have kept where you know just your nucleus here, right? Like Russ just got there halfway through the season last year. Mm -hmm. Like maybe give that whole thing a whole season before we get panicky and do the James Harden trade like a week into the season. Uh, I'm with you. I, I I the the reason I'm bringing this up though is because now that they made the trade and they have both James Harden and Russell Westbrook, it just looks dumb. It looks it looks it looks so dumb. Not good out there. It's so dumb. And 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 for you know as decent as Harden has been playing, he has missed key layups and key shots, and his finishing around the rim, similar to Westbrook's, that that has started to fall off for both of those guys, and it shows up a lot in in these games, right? Because they are getting to the like James Harden getting to the rim pretty good, right? He doesn't always have that same explosiveness. He's not dunking anymore at all. He's also carrying probably ten extra pounds too, but the the ease with which he would make those finger rolls, those dunks, those layups for both Westbrook and Harden is not there anymore. They're missing a lot of layups that should be falling. Uh, and, you know, that just can be aging, right? That can just be, oh, shit, I don't have the lift. I took off from too far. I need to take off a little closer or, you know, I'm fat right now in James, James Harden's instance. Like, do you think, here's a question for you, though, dog. Like, this is my question and the reason why I'm so upset. I'm not upset at, at, at my – I love Kawhi. I love PG. Yeah. I love Russ. You know, I'm going to have to learn to 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 like Harden. Um, but, like, Ty Lu is a smart man, right? This guy's been around the game for a super long time. Yeah. This couldn't have been – there's no way that Ty Lu could have been like, yeah, let's get rid of our glue guys to bring in Harden. This is going to work. I just think this is so much pressure from Balmer and the new arena to it's win now, bro, or it's blowing it all up. That's what it is. And we are so far away from winning everything. Now, now look, now that you it's bring almost like you blew up, you blew up by going for the win. Now 
Like it already blew up. Yeah, like we self-destructed. The, it's the we opposite. <laughs> it's inverted. No, I, I just, man, look, everybody is so infatuated with the stars. And like, if you learn from anything, any of the last championships, bro, it's the other guys. It's two. It's two good stars. Maybe if you're lucky, three. Nobody really gets three. You got to have the other seven dudes that are willing to do the shit that those guys can't. And when you don't have that, Sure, we got scoring. You got Norm coming off and T-Man getting his legs back. And if Bones gets back in the rotation, okay. But, like, even Marcus Morris was a bucket when you needed it sometimes. But, like, we're just we're just way too – I just think it was the infatuation, again, with yeah. Ballmer in the front office being like, oh, this is the move for us. So yeah. maybe they're not listening to Ty. And, look, dude, we're, we're not in front offices, but we know basketball. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to us for a long time. And it still doesn't make sense to well, us. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, as much as I want to agree with you and be like, how could they get this so wrong? I just lived it. The Lakers just did this exact thing with Russell Westbrook, falling in love with an idea mm-hmm. that does not equate in the X's and O's of actual basketball. While bring, trading away Kuzma, trading away KCP, trading away, you know, all these guys that were pretty, pretty great. We won a fucking championship. We trade them away, bringing Russell Westbrook. And but, it never looked like it was going to work, and it didn't work. And then now Russ is over with the Clippers, and the Clippers make a similar mistake, not with Westbrook, no, but a similar mistake in going, oh, this this will be great. We'll trade these guys. We'll bring in another guy. The, the infatuation with these ideas, as you put it, can get the, it can sweep away, you know, the actual basketball knowledge that should be ingrained in all these organizations. I totally agree with you, and there, I don't want to believe that Ty Lue sat at that table. <laughs> And was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's bring Harden with these guys. I don't know, man. Look, I'm gonna give it time. Everybody, Clipper Nation was yeah. a, a little upset with me, being like, "Oh, Clips, you're just you're just gonna jump off the ledge." Like, look, bro, I jump off the ledge every year. How you're long not a is real your, clip- how long is your boycott gonna go for? Is it until a W is, <clears throat> is accomplished? I wanted to do my silent protest today, just because the Memphis game I could not take. Those are games that you cannot lose at all. And I'm going to do it until we win, Drew. And like, to be honest with you, look, there is this, if, if, if Tice is coming to the team and then Tice is nice, Tice is nice. Tice is nice. But look, Tice comes back. Tice signs with the team. Plumlee comes back in two months and it's like, okay, now we got three serviceable bigs. I like that. Yeah. Like that's something that I actually kind of like. And but, Tice can actually he can actually shoot it a little bit. He you know, can. he's not he's not incredible from three, but he he you know Plumley and <laughs> and Zub don't even don't even no. look at the rim. Tice will at least look at the rim from out there. He's he's a band aid. It's fine. We need. No, a I mean, look, he played super good for Germany and won won the whole thing this year. He's always been like a pretty underrated player in the NBA, and he's a little smaller. But I you know that is that will be huge for you to have him right now as a stopgap. And then I think also moving forward to have him there, uh, you know, in the lineup. I will take anything right now. Give <laughs> me somebody that's going to give me efforts on rebounds. That's all. And he's a smart guy. I'm fine with it. I will take it. All right. Enough about the Clippers. Hopefully we have a dub next time we come back next week. Uh, Lakers last night. Awesome game against Sacramento. I really enjoyed the game. It was a shitty game until the fourth quarter when LeBron has to do LeBron things. Yeah. AD was trash. Uh, And he admitted it was on the back-to-back. LeBron was LeBron-ish once again. Um, 
They lost. They brought it. They, they cut it from 24 to nine. I loved Cam Reddish in the game last night. Yep. I really did. I love his effort on defense. Looks like this guy is a, is a keeper. Like, look, you're going to stay on the floor if you get five steals. Like, you will get minutes if you get five steals. Austin yep. Reeves, once again, not the greatest game. Um, but LeBron was fantastic. They didn't get to pull it out. Sabonis just murdered AD last oh. night. He he cooked did. Him. Yeah, cooked him. He, cooked him and i don't know if it's the back-to-back or the injury or whatever it is because ad one night will look like the best big man in the league and then sabonis just gives you the business and sabonis is that was underrated the story too. that was the story of, of the playoffs last year for him remember he just like couldn't have 20 point consecutive games last last playoffs he would have 30 and then 10 and then right. 28 and then nine you know like it just kind of went that way but there's been a lot of chirps, man, and I want to get your take on this. There's been a lot of chirps, like we had mentioned many times, that we think the Bulls are on the brink of blowing blowing what they got up. They want yeah. to get off a Levine contract. They're going nowhere, right? We're I don't see anything really popping off with uh, Chicago. The DeRozan Levine thing's not working. They're it's a seller's market right now. You know, people are looking at Levine. They're they're saying like Caruso might be available. I think Caruso is going to have more value than. Uh, Levine right now just based on the contract but there's a lot of Laker talk it seems like the Lakers Philly and Miami who are it's the same guys same guys every single time right Lakers Philly and Miami um, are going to be looking at either uh, Levine and Caruso or DeRozan and try to get Caruso but I don't see um, I don't see the Lakers being able to finagle both of them but do you think it would be a good move for the Lakers right now to make a move for Zach Levine. Now, just to give some um just to give some background really fast, the Lakers, you couldn't uh you'd have to wait until December 15th if you made a trade right now, um, for for your players to be trade eligible. Uh D'Angelo Russell, which mm-hmm. the trade would probably circle around. Uh D Lo, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. They're up for December 15th. Reeves and Rui would become trade eligible on January 15th. Uh, Anthony Davis by February 6th, but don't expect them to be traded. And Jared Vanderbilt can't be traded. So if any, this is going to be a slow process if they are looking to add Levine. But would the Bulls be willing to to take D'Lo, Vincent, and Hachimura to get off Levine? And would would you think Levine would be the guy? I think the Lakers, out of the three teams that were mentioned, uh, the other two being Philly and, and Miami, they probably need Levine the least, right? I mean, Philly's looking really good, right? And and maybe they maybe they don't need Levine right now, <laughs> you know? Maybe they need Caruso, right? Maybe that's what maybe that's who they go after. But uh, you know, after getting rid of James Harden, it would I would assume that Miami number one and then Philly number two would want somebody like Levine or DeRozan or. Caruso or some combination of those before the Lakers. Uh, I am nervous because the it, it would be very much like the Lakers to trade Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Hachimura for Zach Levine. That would be like a very quintessential old school Lakers move. You take this young guy who is pretty good, but you know he's in a struggle right now and. Where are you talking about Reeves? And then he goes to Chicago Reeves. and drops 25 a game. Is that well, what Reeves and then Hachimura too? Like both those all guys right. had really fantastic seasons last year. They're not not firing on all cylinders right now. Mm-hmm. And Reeves is a younger, unproven, you know, less proven player. And Zach Levine is an all-star. Like the Lakers always go for that kind of a move. They always make that trade. 
So would I be stunned if it's if it's D'Lo Reeves and Hachimura for Zach Levine January 16th, my wife's birthday? No, I would not be fucking stunned. But uh, do I want it? No, I, I really don't. I mean, look, we could use some more scoring, right? I we, we absolutely could. If there's a way for us to finagle Levine. But what's that fit like, though? Levine and LeBron like that? I don't know, man. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I don't I, I'm not raising my hand for this, really. If If it happens. All right, then we'll you know we'll work with it. We'll see what happens. And I can see, as I mentioned, Lakers history just yelling at me, going like, "This is a norm. This is a Lakers move right here." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am nervous about that. But um, I yeah, I don't think we I, de- I don't think we're desperate enough to do something like that right now. We'll see what happens in January, right? Like in December and January when these guys become eligible. Uh, and who knows? You know, maybe. Maybe maybe at that point I'll be like I'll give anything for Zach Levine, right? Like, who knows? Um, but as of right now, I still think we had a little three game win streak, and then Anthony Davis. I don't. It was a sleep last. He should have just not played. Um, uh, you know that 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 was a pretty piss poor performance from the Lakers against the Kings. I was not happy with how it looked. LeBron um, was fine. Yeah, LeBron was fine. Absolutely, that's fine. I'm talking about the Lakers on, on a whole. <laughs> we were not great in that game, and and and. I mean, even the first quarter, we were down by 20. So it just wasn't uh, wasn't an inspiring performance. But we had a little, you know, three-game win streak. Austin Reeves moved to the bench. Uh, good call. Good call there. Cam yeah. Resch playing, playing really good. Torian Prince doing well for us. Uh, I, I actually really I like Torian Prince a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he hasn't been playing more at other places because he's filling a role for us that's really, really needed at the moment. Um, but to answer your question, if it was D'Lo, like Gabe Vincent and Hachimura, that's one that I would – I would have to be like, all right. I mean, if it's those three guys, Gabe Vincent's in street clothes already. He's he's already not Are even they, in the jersey. He's two more weeks right now, too. If I think, yeah. That's what and what they said. and but you know, this is all conjecture. If I had to pick a place for Zach Levine to go, I would still think the Knicks would be in for him, even though they weren't listed. Uh, I and and I'm sure Thibodeau, you know, knows knows Levine, uh, and probably doesn't want Levine, and I'm sure Levine does not want Tibbs. Yeah. So maybe that's why that doesn't happen. And if I had to guess a second spot, it would be. Uh, Miami. I mean, it. You know, he he's not a Heat culture guy, but you know, can you we can stop turn, with the Heat culture too? You, you can, can turn someone into a Heat culture guy. I don't. Zach Levine heat is culture not on, is a. What is Heat culture? Heat culture is like body fat, bro. Is that what the culture is? Yeah, and body fat and red wine. I don't know. I I I I, I don't know what the other part of Heat culture. Body fat and uh, toughness. There's a tough. There's a toughness element to it, right? Like there's a. There's almost um, a, like a quiet toughness when they go to the playoffs. They don't need to run their mouth that often, but they, you know, they show up. And you know, the history of the Heat with the, you know, all the fights that they used to have in the '90s, I think, you know, still lingers. It still lingers in the air, even though it's just. Do we have to bring it up every them. time Miami's on, though? Like, do we have to bring this up every time? Like, talk about Heat culture. It is what I, it is, dude. It's also it's also Pat Riley, right? Like Pat's yeah. still there. Pat's still doing his thing. I think it, it's very much. Pat Riley is heat culture, right? Like maybe they'll, maybe that's what it is. It's just synonymous, and that's why they can't stop talking about it. Uh, really quick for your for the Lakers, just to give some numbers. Uh, through twelve games, they're one and six against teams currently above five hundred, and yep. five and zero oh against teams currently below five hundred. Good. Yeah, at least you're winning ball games, bro. At least you can beat the five hundred under five hundred teams. Yeah. Like, can we can we just compete? I'm just having flashbacks. <laughs> Of the the game against San Antonio, where we looked like a great basketball team, <laughs> and we just murdered Wembenyama and that whole squad. That was my last good day, Drew. Before I got sick, yep. before 
any of this. Like that was my last good day of being a Clipper fan. I'm hoping things change, Drew. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to bring it back to the Clippers. I did. I really didn't mean to. It's all right. But I understand. You're in a dark what, place. I'm, I am, man. And okay. I'm trying to be so positive. And, you know, got your mom hitting you up, being like, so do when I'm like, mom, do, do not bring up the Clippers right now <laughs> with anything. We're not talking about, not talking about the Clippers. No, I don't want to talk about them. Um, <laughs> but I do want to talk about them as well. So I just want, I think we need one. Like this Houston game, it would be nice to get one good win where Harden or Russ has a really good game. That's what I would really like. No, we're home. Oh, thank God. Thank God it's not in Houston. I don't think that would be a win for the Clippers. Uh, At least you're at home, and maybe Harden has something to to get him fired up to to play really hard against the the Rockets. Um, And maybe Ty can figure out something with this rotation. Right, you just got to figure. So let's have some balls. How about have some balls, Tyloo? How about put James Harden on the fucking bench? We did it to Kawhi Leonard to start the season last year. Kawhi Leonard came off the bench. He was okay with doing it. Every other Clipper that ever had to sit ride the bench rode the bench. Like, why do we have to cater to this guy? It would be such a great six man to bring in and the second unit to bring in. It's just not enough. Russ doesn't have enough uh, to to you know he can't play his game. With three other guys like this. And like Kawhi's gonna get his buckets. PG's been too nice. And and I don't know, man. I just I would like to see uh mixing it up a little bit. I would mm-hmm. like to see it. There, we have nothing to lose at this point. Well, and and neither does Houston, who is the hottest team in the NBA right now. So it's not gonna be what we all were, you know, we're assuming Houston to be. I mean, you did, you gave to to your credit, you you thought that they were gonna do something this year. I didn't think they were gonna put the foot to the you know, the pedal to, to the floor as hard and, and as fast as they have here, but they've won six in a row. They're the hottest team in the NBA. So it won't be an easy win uh, no. by any, by any means. No. And uh, I think they sent my boy Cam Whitmore down to the G league. So they did. They're about. doing so good that they go, Cam, you're, you need go more get runs some reps. somewhere else, buddy. You know, we don't, we don't have enough minutes for you right now. We are, we are full. We are stacked at the moment. Uh, which is good for Cam. Uh, he'll he'll yeah. go score thirty five points a game in the in the G League, or hopefully he will. But yeah, I, I quickly I just I will mention Ime Udoka. I mean, what a crushing it! What an impact, yeah. right? Nine games in, they almost have like a third of the wins that they had last year. <laughs> I think it's I think it's because, dude. Again, we said adults in the room, right? And holding people yeah. accountable. The guy doesn't hold back anything if you suck he's going to tell you you suck if you're not playing defense you're out of the freaking game and maybe that was the part of cam whitmore where it's like look dude you need to really work on the defense you're great offensively but we also got four cam whitmores on this team and then i think realizing they do they really do they do and then realizing that like oh shit we have somebody really special in sangoon right and jalen green's getting a lot of good leadership from van vliet and van vliet's the guy that you know i'd rather have Van Vliet running the show than Jalen Green running the show. Jalen Green's oh. a really great two, three guy, but like you don't want him to be your focal point of the offense. And then you mm-hmm. get rid of Kevin Porter Jr., who's toxic as hell in that offense as, as well. And you're really well coached. I love it. I love everything he's doing down there. But as a caveat, I don't, I, there's going to be a, 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 a like a two week span where Houston loses like eight games. You know what I mean? In a row. This is this has a lot of New Orleans Pelicans from last year in me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's got a little bit of that. I hear you. Yeah, and I you know, it'll all it'll we'll see like how hot they get, right? Remember Utah last year? Utah was on fire. 
Mm-hmm. And then they just tapered off. And I think they decided that they didn't really, you know, didn't really care about the wins as much anymore. So let's, you know, we'll, we'll taper down. We'll see if that's how Houston takes it this year. But, you know, if they don't, if they keep going like this, I mean, look, I, I, at some point you got to let the boys play. We finally reached that point with Oklahoma city. Uh, Houston has so much young talent on the team and now they've got a peppering of vets. Maybe they think this is their year. Maybe they think this is the year they can surprise people mm-hmm. and everyone's just going to chalk them off as a scheduled win for the other team. But no, nah, we're going to come, we're going to bring a hundred percent. We're going to move fast. That's the one thing that they have with their youth. They got legs for days. And I think Ime knows that. He knows that for sure. I mean, you watch Anthony Davis play that that Sacramento game uh, on a on a back to back, and and you realize that that dude has nothing in the tank. Do you think LeBron gets pissed like in the fourth where he's like, "God damn it, do I have to do this yet again?" And it's not shocking. He can get a bucket any time he wants. Le- legit, my, without doing the step back three and whatnot, yeah. he can get to the rack anytime he wants. I agree. It's it's so impressive how good he is downhill still. And I do think that, the, I mean, look, if I was Anthony Davis's teammate and and this kind of pattern was happening, I would definitely be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm mean? like? So I have to imagine there's a little bit of that from everybody, everybody, including LeBron James and Darvin Ham. Like, oh, my God, it's today. It's, it's this Anthony today. Anthony here has showed up today to just jog around, foul a couple times and, uh, you know, not shoot the ball, not not demand the ball. To his defense, we really didn't. We weren't keyed on him offensively at all for some reason or another. We did not feature Anthony Davis in that Sacramento Because you should want the rock, bro. You call for that shit. I'm with you, and he did not do that once either, right? So it's but there is a there's a little bit of both, you know, aspects mm. there in that particular game. But he was just clearly gassed. And and, and the, this is the point I'm making. Houston, they play they play five and seven, and they're just they're cool. They're good. They're all 23. Hamstrings are loose. Yeah, hips are loose, knees, no problems, ankles fucking clean as a back whistle. to back. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? And so they're just going. And I think they have an opportunity to surprise teams like that, even just within the schedule. Right. And we'll see how they handle the Clippers. Clippers are, are you know, Ty Lu has outwardly said they'd like to play faster. Well, you'll have an opportunity to play fast with Houston. And and roughly speaking, uh, there you have not played fast <laughs> thus far no, since James no. Harden been on the team. So we'll see how you know how fast you guys can get going and what the tempo is. And even if all four of your stars are, are actually going to be playing in that game too, because it would be like right now would be prime time for Kawhi to be like, oh, I have a sore knee. Right? Hey, but he hasn't done that yet. He has not. I cannot take time off like that yet. He has and not. Paul George out of the the how many ten games we've played. He's had two bad games. The rest of them, he looks like a damn MVP, right? Yeah. You got to it. They got to figure it out, man. And I just think it it all has to do with sacrifice, um, individual sacrifices, and individual sacrifices being that. Like, look, we actually look really nice too when PG brings up the rock, like when PG plays point guard position. Like, I actually really like that. Yeah. Um. But one more stat for Clipper fans and James Harden. Then I'm done. I'm done with the Clippers. Promise you. <laughs> Hard uh, Clippers with James Harden on the court, minus sixty-seven. Clippers with Harden on the bench, plus twenty-four. Just want to bring that up. Mm. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Okay, minus sixty-seven, dude. I think the there's a Laker one that's pretty good too. It's like LeBron and AD on the court is plus seventy-nine. 
And then when they're off, we're like minus a hundred. It's like, it is a huge minus. It's an astronomical minus when they're off the floor. Look, bro. I, I don't mean I'm not ripping on Reeves at all. I love, we love Austin Reeves. Him and LeBron like- are, are a positive when he plays with LeBron. Even AR fifteen is a, is in the positive category. I know, bro, but there was like two plays in a row last night where he was trying to dribble, like get past somebody, nope. and just getting checked, man. And that was just like, oh man, I don't know. This isn't the one. This isn't the one. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. He he just looks so. He looks so much more frail now this year than he did when he was a fucking rookie. How do you go backwards? How do you go backwards, man? Everyone gains pounds. I'd you know, Caruso, bro. I'm wearing his shirt. Actually, I got our Caruso Air 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 Jordan. Air Jordan shirt on right now. Classic T, by the (laughs) way. And I would love, dude. Oh my God. Laker Nation would absolutely love having Alex Caruso back in the building. So if I had to trade any for anybody, I give me AC, baby. Give me AC. Caruso Um, and Reeves backcourt. Laker Nation would be the happiest they've ever been in forever. We would, dude. We'd lose our minds. We wouldn't know what to do with that. Wouldn't know what to do with that. Too much. Too many white boys. I don't know. I I don't know if that's allowed. Whatever. I got three centers that are gonna three white boy centers too, dude. No, but I don't know if a starting. I don't know if a starting white backcourt is allowed in the NBA anyway. You got two. You got the point guard and the shooting guard. That's too many. That's too many, bro. When was the last time that happened? Was that Havlicek and Kuzi? I think the I think the Clippers need to get Blake in for a workout. Can you rebound at all, Blake? We need somebody. What is to Blake doing? Right I don't know. What is Blake doing? Bring Blake by. You want to yeah. you want to come get a workout, he's dude? Let's the, give you two weeks. He's hitting the comedy clubs. That's what Blake's doing. Um, I you know I I think I'd be remiss to neglect to mention how good Luka Doncic is playing right now. I mean, I know Joker is incredible. He had that one game that was like thirty five twenty one and eleven or some shit very recently. Uh. That's awesome. But Luca's also doing some very, very impressive things, right? And Dallas right now, uh, nine and three on the season, uh, looking really good, still averaging 123 points per game, which is second in the NBA, I think behind the Pacers, who we talked about on the last podcast. Uh, and the assist rate has gone up. So that means the ball is moving much better. The assist rate's up to almost 26 assists a game. And they're making shots. Everyone's making shots right now. Right. Like that's the nice part. <laughs> Everybody's making shots right now, uh, but mostly, I mean, Luca is, is doing what we kind of expected out of him. And quietly, this off season, as we've talked about, he's he kind of skirted a lot of the blame. He skirted a lot of the notoriety about them kind of struggling and falling off and not making the playoffs. And we did not talk that much about Luca this year. A lot of it was about Jokic, his other European brethren that had a lot of the notoriety. People weren't following Luka in Slovenia. They were following Jokic in Serbia and seeing what he's doing. Uh, and then all, all the off-season you know, transactions that happened really you know, consumed the news cycle in the NBA. But you know, Luka, steady as ever, comes back. Still looks a little bit out of shape when he comes back, which is you know, uh, still irritating. Uh, he might just be the Carmelo Anthony of, of this generation. I just wish... I wish Melo got into great shape every offseason. He never did. He always played himself into shape. I think Luca might be, you know, very similar to that path. But the guy is pretty unstoppable, right? I mean, like, can we just say that? Like, and we don't talk that much about him anymore because it's like old hat. But what he does is so impressive. I just think you got to take your hat off right now. It is still early, but they're surrounding him with the right players, dude. That's basically what it is. Tim Hardaway Jr., underrated. The guy had 31 the other night in their win. Luca mm. had buckets. Seth Curry had buckets. Lively had buckets. You got all these guys. You're surrounded. Again, glue guys. 
These are the guys you want on your basketball team. There's not three superstars on Dallas, no. right? There's not three stars on Minnesota, and it's starting to work, right? Because what you have is you have Cat and Anthony Edwards, who is the man of that team. He's this is his year. This is he's in the in the MVP hunt, just like just like Luca is. And you know maybe we'll talk about Minnesota on the next one, but it's those other guys, dude. It's it's the most underrated backup center in 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 the league, and Nas Reed, and having a guy like that, yeah. and and having a guy like Colbert to do the the dumbass work and whatnot. It's working. Yeah. And there's a pecking order there. And I think, you know, Luca and, and Tim Hardaway have played together a while now. They're like, they're yep. starting to figure it out. It's not a bad, it's not a bad backcourt. So Dallas um, has always been better when Tim has been able to play. And I think yes. a lot of the problem has been health with him. He's had some really tough injuries that have been, you know, I think nagging injuries, mm-hmm. especially last year and the year before. Uh, but quickly, Luca, 30.7 points per game, 7.8 rebounds a game, 8.1 assists a game right now, it's which is amazing. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, right? Like, what? I, you can, no complaints on that, right? <laughs> you can't be complaining. No, it's easy buckets, too. And I think, you know, I do think he's actually, maybe Kid and him have had this conversation, or somebody has, but I think he's doing a little bit better defensively. It's still bad. It's still bad defensively, but they're putting him on smarter uh, on smarter uh, opposition players. I think they're putting him with bigger guys that he doesn't have to move so much with. Um, and I will mention, too, you know, that the other guy, we all know his name, Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, him. He's doing all right. 22.3 points per game, set, almost seven assists, 6.7 assists for him, which means, again, he's passing the ball and four rebounds a game. So he's chipping away and no news, right? This is the good stuff. This is the best possible thing for this man is that we have no headlines mm-hmm. for, for Kyrie other than he's you know contributing to a winning franchise right now. He's He's got a... A good thing going, Dallas and just Jason Kidd. I thought for sure, Clips, I would have put I, – I even came out, and I think in a couple of the preseason uh, podcasts that we did, that I, I thought, number one, Dallas did not do enough to get better. And I thought, number two, Jason Kidd would, might be the first coach fired. It just kind of felt like that was the direction that they were going in. And, boy, as of right now, I will say it. I, I may have been wrong here. You know, I'll give it half a season before I completely admit it. But certainly they started a lot hotter than I ever would have expected. Oh, we're wrong all a lot of times, man. But you well, can't when we do the predictions, being... when when you do the predictions, you you know, you know, it's a crapshoot. It's a roll, the roll of the dice when you start predicting stuff. I don't think our analysis is wrong all the time. No, and also like things are always better when you're winning, right? Like it's complete <laughs> turmoil when you're losing. Like, I mean, look at the Clippers. I mean, it's blow it up. This franchise is going nowhere because we've lost six in a row. And you want to know something? This is the longest losing streak of Kawhi Leonard's career. That's another funny thing. He's never lost six games in a row ever. So I know that this guy is pretty. Has pissed. he not? <laughs> Never. <clears throat> That's that was so shocking. I almost died. Drew, Drew just just choked on air, guys. <clears throat> He's Did never you... lost six games in a row before. Never lost six games in a row. What a what a winning career he's had. He <laughs> Until sure has, but look, yeah, <laughs> we can't. You cannot go out like this, bro. I again, I, I know it's early, and the, the uh, one positive thing, Drew, that I think about is I'm inspired by your Lakers from last year. Okay. I'm Bingo. inspired by it. Let's just figure that, figure it out. And you know what? In some crazy world, maybe four hall of famers does work on a team. Maybe this does work at some point, but clips doesn't believe it yet. Was Dallas your final thought you're bringing up on? No, Dallas? no. You would ask, oh. you asked if there was anything else okay. uh, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, it just, it, yeah, it was just mostly going to be Dallas uh, Houston. We got to talk about, mm. 
Uh, and then uh, we touched on Minnesota in that Warriors game thing that was happening there with the with the brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know, you've already hit them on you hit them too. So I, they're just they're they're playing a lot better than I think anyone could have expected. Anthony Edwards looks fantastic. He does. Um, they're they're solid. They're going to be pretty solid. I don't think they're going to win the West, but they're formidable right now, and they got it going. Well, they have all the assets too if they all figure it out, though, right? Like. Cat is so important to that basketball team, and we keep talking about how he's going to get traded and whatnot. It works with them; it really does. They got the, they have the team, and especially with a leader in Anthony Edwards, who we've seen grow. Right, like the the Olympics was great for this guy; mm-hmm. it was really good for him. But I think maybe collectively as the team, they're like, "All right, well, this is the guy we need to ride." You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got all the tools to make. I think his attitude. I think, you know, the, his game, everything has improved since the rookie year. And we're seeing it in front of our – I mean, people are comparing him to MJ. And I, you know what, dude? The skill set's there. I don't see why it's a, it's a bad – it's not like he's not far off. Like, the skill set's kind of there. He's got the dog mentality. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, who knows what these these guys can do? They could crash and burn, too. Yeah. Yeah, they could. It's true. They. I mean, all these teams could, right? It's very possible. Uh, that by the end of the year that n- they don't even make the playoffs, right? Like, you know, th- th- there is that chance. Uh, there, I just uh, a few more things, and then we'll move to the final thought. Tyrese Maxey is on fire. Tyrese Maxey is on fire. That's part of my final thought, man. Okay, cool. Well, I'll I'll pause there. That was something I re- I just wrote that down. That was in my notes. Just Tyrese Maxey on fire. Unleash Maxey. D- Clips and Drew told you first. Unleash Maxey. <laughs> And and uh, him and Joel Embiid are, are playing great. Joel's leading the league in scoring again right now, thirty-two points a game. Tyrese Maxey in tenth right now at twenty-six point or twenty-seven point six points per game. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, and the last piece, the only other note that I had was uh, Miami has won six in a row. So while Houston in the West uh, has won six in a row, uh, I neglected to mention that the co-hottest team in the NBA with Houston is the Miami Heat. So they're figuring it out over there as well um, I'm watching them as we speak they're playing brooklyn right now i didn't know they wouldn't say they had their jerseys tonight say heat culture on them that's so look funny. at that i just brought that up. perfect um <laughs> uh, well so do you want to jump into your your uh final thought then on, on maxi and then i'll, well, I'll it's, follow it's up it's not it's not necessarily it, it is maxi but our our boy mikey mikey d from official uh nba buzz he posted i mean shit he posts seventy five thousand times a day oh man so many um, but he asked a question and I hate these questions because some of them are so lame. Like, you know, the, the, the start bench cut and it's like LeBron, Michael <laughs> and KD. And it's like, dude, who's going to answer this question? This is the dumbest shit ever. But one of them caught my eye and he posted one guard has to go out of these four. And I thought it'd be fun to bring it up with you because mm. it's kind of difficult. So it's, it's the homie Maxi, it's SGA, it's Anthony Edwards and it's Halliburton. And, I thought it's fun because most people would say Maxi, right? Like Maxi's got to go. Unless you haven't been watching Philly basketball or read anything about Tyrese Maxi. Like this people love this freaking guy. Teammates works his ass off. Uh, uh Doc Rivers was even talking about him the other day like, "Yo, this kid is nice." He even hit him up after his 50. He had a 50 piece already. You yep. know what I'm saying? So most people would choose Maxi. And like I like Maxi so much that I would I know people people would be like clips you don't know the NBA and I'm like I would keep Maxi and I probably I I I I'd get rid of Halliburton 
which it was so funny because the other thought that we had the other day was like maybe Sacramento got rid of the wrong guard. You know, got rid of maybe they should have gotten rid of De'Aaron Fox and kept Halliburton. That's a that's a question for another another time. But out of those four, man, I I, I still want to ride with Maxi right now. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. I mean, he is the hottest player out of the four at currently. I mean, Halliburton mm-hmm. had two games where he had he had twenty seven assists in two games with zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fucking incredible too. Um, it's a. It, 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 I hate. I hate. I'm I know. You. Me too. I, but I you hate the answer. exercise. I hate the exercise so much because there's no context to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there, in order for us to answer the question, it's like, well, what is this team? What am I leaving him out of? Like these four guys are on a team together. Uh, okay, then I'm probably gonna leave out. Uh, name 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 the four. It's Maxi. It's SGA, uh, Ant, and Halliburton. It's a hard one. I know. I just thought it'd be fun to bring up on the show. I I can see why you would say Halliburton because SGA and him, you know, are not too dissimilar. SGA can be a, a just an out and out playmaker, and and both of those guys really need the ball in their hands. Where Maxi and and Ant can play a little bit off the ball. Maxi now right now has the ball in his hands all the time because he's the fucking point guard now. But he can, and we've seen it him do it even with James Harden. He can play off the ball. Uh, and DeAnthony Melton also runs point there all the time. So I would. I think I would go with you. I think I would in that scenario if we're trying to build a fucking team out of these four guys and I have to remove one of them. I guess I would also remove Halliburton because I think Shea Gilgis Alexander can can also be a uh, a provider playmaker. I love all four of those guys. Just so that everybody Halliburton knows. is special, Halliburton. man. That's the thing. That's that's the hardest part. Is like I just need context to accurately answer the question. I know, but sometimes we got to throw a curveball on the show, man. It was yeah, interesting. Good... I thought it'd be fun. I didn't want to spend my final thought talking about MS sickness and like all that. I didn't want to do that this week. Um, so I wanted to throw throw a little curveball at you, Drew. Yeah, that's it. It was a tough one, and I I think uh, mostly what it means is like the the state of the league is. We're in good shape right now. We got a lot There's of There's so young, much talent. There's so much freaking talent, bro. A lot of young players. Uh okay, my final thought is, you know, we obviously we talked a lot about right at the top of the podcast, the chokehold heard around the world, the Draymond Green choking out the Stifle Tower. Uh but you know clips there was actually two chokeholds that happened and you know, the first one the one of them happened even before this Draymond Green, all this big notoriety, Draymond Green chokehold on Rudy Gobert. And it was John Collins. But this was a positive chokehold because he chokehold Bismack Biombo on the way to dunking on top of him for what I think has to be the dunk of the season. There's no chance another dunk, unless somebody jumps, like does a Vince Carter jumps completely over someone, nothing is going to tell me that, that there's no other dunk that's going to that's going to take the throne away from this. That's the dunk of the season is in like a, the first month of the NBA, but John Collins gets an alley-oop and somehow or another the way his arm <laughs> ends up and the way that Biombo jumps, the timing of Biombo's jump, he gets him in a headlock and I say this, you know, um in jest cuz he doesn't actually he's not actually trying to <laughs> hold on to anything, but it as he's dunking the ball Biombo is looking up at him in a chokehold and the ball gets hammered in, in through the hoop. And unfortunately, because of all this Draymond Green bullshit about the actual chokehold, no one's talking about the incredible chokehold dunk. That may that may be the first time that's ever happened since the ABA when some guy was actually trying to chokehold somebody and dunk the basketball. So uh, big shout out to John Collins. That's my vote for dunk of the year. I don't even need to see any more dunks the rest of the year. That's the one. 
And uh, it's the better of the chokeholds, obviously. I still think when Collins caught Embiid in the playoffs, that one was nasty too. I mean, Collins has body bags. Oh yeah, under no, his no, no. Belt. and like I'm not saying that's that it might not be Collins' best dunk of his entire life, but of mm-hmm. this season, of this young NBA season, I I just don't. That's the it's going to be the dunk of the year. Though you, you think nobody's going to get a better one than that this I don't, year? I don't think so. Okay, that's in that's that's a bold statement. We got to be on dunk. Oh, wait a minute. Where's Nurk Wait watch? a minute, bro. We haven't done Nurk Watch. Okay, hold on a second. Let me get Nurk Watch going. Nurk Watch 2023. We're at 9.5 points a game, 8.8 rebounds a game, four and a half assists a game. He's had a little slide, but Nurk Nurk's the one. That's my guy. Nurk Watch 2023. That is part of my second part of the final thought. So <laughs> Uh, Drew, real quick though, man, we're coming back on the next show and it's going to be our 300th episode. We still have no idea what we're going to do. If we should do something special. Should we wear hats? Should we, should I have streamers and balloons? Should we light fireworks? I don't know what we should do, but number 300 is coming and it's, it's a huge, it's a big deal for us, man. I'm really proud that we're going to get there and I would love if anybody could give us some ideas on something fun to do for the show. Because I'm really excited. I am so stoked for us. Hopefully, I'm wearing a clipper hat on that show. Maybe Hopefully, maybe if there's a win, if there's a win in the next week, you might you might actually be wearing if there's not one, a win, I'm going to shave my eyebrows and fucking do, <laughs> do this podcast backwards. That's what I'm gonna do. I don't know. Don't make me do that, Clippers. Not on the 300. I not still, on the 300. so I, I, for those that can't see, Clips does have the illuminated Clippers light. So you still haven't departed that far away. You still got the Clippers light going. I'm assuming if this if the losing streak continues, eventually that light's got to go out. It's all for the aesthetic of the podcast. It's for the room. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about <laughs> it right now, but I have to use it. It's part. It's part of the ambiance, man. You know. <laughs> I mean, the, the studio looks kind of nice right now. So it does. You're right, though. You're right. You're right. Maybe I should have turned it off. If it's off on the 300, no, no, it won't be off. We're going to win. We're going to have a win. <laughs> I'm going to have a win. This can't get, this cannot keep going bad for your boy, dude. It cannot. Either way, next time we come back, it's going to be our 300th episode. Let us know what you think we should do. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know where you're at. This is the follow through.